Welcome to episode 11 of Living Room Theater. This one was recorded uh, just after we came back from a honeymoon to uh, jolly old England. And uh, is about some of the TV um, and things that we experienced and watched over there. Um, there's some Doctor Who talk, some more of that. Um, and then just other fun things that we learned about TV over in England. Um, we have a lot of movies to catch up on, which we will hopefully be doing in an episode next week. Um, but right now, two within the span of a month isn't too, too bad. So, uh, you guys, hold tight. Uh, you can head over to keithbodela.com slash livingroomtheater and find the banner for Amazon. Click and then shop there normally. Uh, that'll support us. And that'll help you get your Christmas shopping done ahead of time so you're not scrambling at the last minute. Um, I think right now Amazon is about to start having their like early Black Friday deals and stuff. So uh, keep an eye out for that. You can get some, uh, get some shopping done. Maybe worry a little less. Don't leave it till the last minute. Don't be that guy. So head over there. Shop. Support us. It'll be uh, greatly appreciated. And uh, we will... See you guys soon. He likes movies. She likes movies. We like movies. They like movies. Living room theater. Hi, everybody. This is Living Room Theater. <laughs> I'm Rachel. That's your line. Huh? That's your line. Huh? And I'm Keith. And I'm Keith. And we're back. With another episode of Movies Galore and other stuff. How have you been, Keith? Busy. What have you been up to? Been working. Working where? Can't tell you. Oh. Okay. <laughs> this got awkward. <laughs> now you know where I work. I do, because we're married. Yeah, I just don't tell other people where I work. I wouldn't tell them either. What? Because they might, they might come and support you. He works at McDonald's. That's code name for somewhere else. No, that's too obvious. Let's call it. Let's call it Burger, Burger King. Burger King. <laughs> <laughs> we swear we didn't plan that. Um, Cut that last part out. All right, let's do it. Let's start over. Okay. Let's start from scratch. Hi, everybody. Hi, Doctor Tim. <laughs> Who? Doctor Nick. Doctor Nick. We'll try it again. Hi, everybody. Hi, Dr. Nick. Welcome to the Living Room Theater. As Keith said, I'm not Dr. Nick. I'm Rachel. Well, I didn't say that you weren't Dr. Nick. I said you were Dr. Nick. Sorry. Let's start again. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Hi, Dr. Nick. No, it's Rachel. And this is Living Room Theater. This is where we need like a like awesome theme music. I like movies. You like movies. She likes movies. They like movies. Movies, 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 movies. I'm Keith. Also, by the way. Yeah, he's involved. So what's up? Nothing. I've watched some movies lately. Watched some good TV shows. Mm -hmm. We've been busy. We've been very busy. We were away. We were. We were in a far off land. Of homily? No. No, I wasn't there. 
I I was in I was in Scotland and I was in Wales and and you were with me. You were also in England briefly. Oh yes, England very very briefly. It seemed like forever, but we just carried our luggage across London, um, all five thousand pounds of it, all three miles of the trek across. Mm-hmm. It was so worth it though because we got our picture taken at platform nine and three quarters, which I do not like the whole setup that they have there. Now their anymore. setup is dumb. But we got to do it, and then we. we and I really left. wanted. To, I really want to punch the lady at the front of the line. I know. She was kind of a chooch. No, I was going to say a Debbie Downer, but she really wasn't a Debbie Downer. But she made everybody else feel like Debbie Downers. Yeah, yeah. Um, so let's start off. Uh, apologies for delays mm-hmm. in episodes. Yes, we are. Sorry. We have one that has been. On the computer for about a month that I'm going to try and put up this week. And then hopefully this one will go up next week. Ooh. So we'll have two weeks in a row. Wowza. Maybe <gasps> we can even record one. So there's one after oh, that. Oh, my goodness. I know. Wouldn't that be crazy? Crazy. We will try. Now that things are more structured a little yes, bit. We'll try are. to be a little... Try to be a little bit better about releasing episodes. So apologies to our friends in uh, in the UK and Canada and and us. Mm-hmm. That means the US. I should be funny. Waka waka. Um. Oh, we got the Muppet movie to watch too. The, oh, with Tina Fey. Yeah. She plays the bad guy, right? I think so. I want to see that. I love me some Muppets. Anyway. But my problem is okay. with the Muppet movies. I like to watch them all one time, except for A Christmas Carol. I could watch that one over and over and over again. But the other Muppet movies, it's like after one time, I'm good. Is the is the Muppet movie Christmas Carol the one with Michael Caine? Correct. I've never seen it. <gasps> I want to watch it, though, because it's got Michael Caine in it. He's fantastic. I know. He's the Kermit best. Kermit the Frog is fantastic. Gonzo probably. is fantastic. Michael Caine's probably better, though. Bozzy Bear. Fantastic. Is he, like, all, all, all old Englishy? And he's like, Waka Waka, good sir. Who? Bozzy Bear. Um, he's like, Waka Waka, good sir. Ha ha ha, Waka Waka. A little bit. But then not really. He's cool. He's Mr. Fezziwig. Mr. Mr. Fezziwig is Ebenezer Scrooge's former boss in the past. So when they go to the past. Oh. Yeah, who has like a big party and has fun. Couldn't you see Fozzie Bear being Fezziwig? Yeah. No, not really. Oh. You don't think he'd be fun? Oh, right. Mr. Fezziwig is fun, isn't he? Yes. I'm not so good at Christmas Carol stuff. Okay. I know, I know the basics of it. I know there's a cripple kid. Yeah, that's Tiny Tim. And... a little frog. And I know that there's the Cribble Kid, and Ebenezer Scrooge is like, Rrr, and the kid's like, Merry Christmas! And he's the like... The Marley brother goes to the old like, guys. He's like, Rrr. Well, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, Rrr, boo, bah humbug. I was going to say boo-hoo. He say boo-hoo. No. says bah humbug. Yeah. And then, and then at the end, he's like, Merry Christmas! And then, like, he looks Tiny Tim on his shoulder at mm-hmm. the end, right? Yeah. And they're like, yay! Yeah. And then in the middle, you see some ghosts and stuff. Yeah, some ghostesses. Yeah. Ghosts. Yeah. And then there's, um, 
Yeah. And then, like, the ghost hunters are there, and they're like, did you see that? Yep. They, see that? they debunk it. <laughs> we find out that it's really just people with sheets on top of them. They realize that he actually, he, it's people with sheets, and he actually has a very high fever, because he's about to die yes. from plague. And there, there's um, a creek, a creaky board. Oh, I thought you medic. You said a creaky board, you said a creek, and I thought you meant, like, there's, like, a little, like, river. That that caused the creaky board in the attic, actually, this creek that is in his attic. Ah, that's weird. It he's, is. How does he not notice it? The, the fever. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. He's like, why is it always raining in my house? Yep. You'd be grumpy, too, if you always had a drip on you at night. Yeah. That's probably why he got sick. Probably. Yeah. And why he took a bat and hit Tiny Tim in the leg. Is that what happened to Tiny Tim? Yeah. Is that how Tiny Tim got injured? Yeah. I thought Tiny Tim was, like, born, like... With polio? Yeah, that's really, that's really it. But wouldn't that be amazing if Ebenezer Scrooge <laughs> took a baseball bat and went, flap, and broke Tiny Tim's leg? I think amazing is the wrong word for that. <laughs> but yes, I see where you're going. Then the story would really come full circle. Yeah. <laughs> he... But I don't know. for forgiveness. I would very much question Tiny Tim's father for still working for a man that hit his son with a bat and broke his leg. Hey, when you're in need, you do what you gotta do for your family. Yeah. But I feel maybe, like- maybe he was secretly poisoning Scrooge. And that's why Scrooge went crazy? Yep, and saw all the ghosts. Maybe that's it. Maybe he had the, um, mm-hmm. can I just love that, that we both say ghostesses now? <laughs> Um, yeah. So speaking of Christmas Carol. Okay. We have been watching, we, this may, maybe this would be like a British with a couple other things thrown in, like a British oh, extravaganza. I you said it was going to be British, like a, like a sandwich. <laughs> maybe, maybe, like, maybe, this yeah. is the bread. Yeah. Put some bread in there. Um, so one of the things that we've been watching a lot of lately is Doctor Who. Doctor what? Doctor Who. When? No, Doctor Who. Doctor why? No, Doctor Who. Oh. Doctor what? <laughs> Doctor, please. Um, and I bring up the Christmas Carol one because we watched the, the Christmas Carol one with Dumbledore. Ah, yes. Yeah. So look at that segue. Because you, you hadn't seen that one before. Ah, uh, no. Because you had missed some of the eleventh one, so we went back and watched some of that. We're watching the tenth one. Mm-hmm. We went way back on our trip. We watched. Well, let's back up. So part of our trip was planned solely around going to Cardiff, in Wales, because that is where Doc- the new series of Doctor Who is filmed. Mm-hmm. At BBC Studios. And in the surrounding areas. Correct. And, and, that is where the Doctor Who experience is. <gasps> so, Doctor Who experience, very cool. Exterminate! Mm-hmm. We nerded it up on our honeymoon. We really, really did. We, we did not take the typical honeymoon <laughs> excursion, but I had a blast! I had a lot of fun, too. And, so fun fact, because we talked about the day of the Doctor in a previous episode in our Doctor Who special. Oh, yes. Very excited, because both our Doctors were in it. And, 
at the Doctor Who experience, there's like a, you go through a little experience and there's like a TV screen and he's like, oh, there was a second Pandorica. And then you're like, oh no, we got to save you. And then you save them. And that's the point where I pushed past all the little kids and the old people so I could be first going through everything. Right. I didn't really push. They were very timid and wouldn't move. So I'm like, screw this. I'm going. <laughs> yeah. Um, what I really like too is that you, the whole experience, there were many references mm-hmm. to things, to episodes that you had not seen yet, but you still enjoyed it. Well, yeah, because it was all brand new. So that was cool. And then when we came home, I got to see those episodes and I was like, no way. I'm like, yes, yeah, way. Because you had never seen the Pandora episodes. No. So. Saw that, went through all that, and then there's like a little museum at the end. So you got to see, um. All their costumes. Thank you. And and some props, mm-hmm. sonic screwdrivers. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was the, um, interior of number 10's TARDIS, which turns out they actually filmed in. For the Day of the Doctor. Yes, because we had seen handprints and, like, cement handprints with signatures, and they were all for April 16th, 2012? 2014. 2013. 13. Uh-huh. And, um, it just seemed odd. Well, that's because that's the day they were there filming. No, maybe it was 2014. That might make sense. Oh. That would make sense, 2014. That would make sense, yeah. Um,. Yeah, but I, I, you didn't weren't like realizing. I think that they had filmed it there until I stopped you to watch oh, the video. No, you know what? Yeah, 2013 because it's 2014 now. Yeah, he regenerates in the Christmas special. Mm-hmm. November 2013 was it? Mm-hmm. So 2013. Yeah, I don't know why I switched from saying 2013 to 2013. It doesn't matter. But yeah, so that was that was pretty. So neat. yeah, so we got to stand in the same area that uh, David Tennant stood in, which was awesome. And it was our honeymoon, so we had to do the typical honeymoon shot of us kissing in the TARDIS. Mm-hmm. That was fun. Um, we got to do some fun, some fun pictures with weeping angels, mm-hmm. who are your favorite now. I got to go inside a Dalek. Mm-hmm. With a video of me being a Dalek, which brings up a good point. I'm considering making a Facebook page for the show. So I think I'm going to put that, maybe I'll put that video on oh. our Facebook page. That'd be cool. I might do that. Okay. Um, where, where, so, went to, to, cause you started watching a bunch of Doctor leading up to it again. Yes, cause there, there was actually a marathon on the day before we left. Mm-hmm. So I watched it. Cause they were doing a whole bunch of marathons leading mm-hmm. up to... The new one starting. Mm-hmm. New Doctor. Um, and then when we came back, we were watching older ones. You went back, watched the Pandorica one, then we started, we watched some of the ones for the 10th Doctor. But while we were away, I loaded up on the, on the tablet some old, old Doctor Who. Um, like the 5th Doctor. I looked, I put on, well, we watched the 4th Doctor. Genesis of the Daleks. Oh, that was the fourth one, yes. Um, which was interesting. Oh, yeah. Very interesting. Um, but you know what? I will say, even now that we're going back and looking at the 10th Doctor, 
it looks hokey. Looking at the 11th Doctor looks hokey compared to the 12th Doctor. So, I mean, each Doctor is getting better with the special effects. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, going back to the 4th Doctor and their little laser beams... Which is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, where they where they flash the screen uh-huh. to like negative and then back again, mm-hmm. and that's them getting shot with the dollar. And then they all like brace themselves as they collapse. It's not yeah. like a drop dead. It's oh, we're going to the ground. Oh, put my hand down. Yeah, okay. Oh, I'm so uh, much. Oh, oh, I'm dead. Oh, oh, oh I'm dead. <laughs> Wait. Oh, okay, that's more comfortable. Now I'm dead. And it's so obvious that some what shots are shot. In the studio, and which ones are shot outside? Oh yeah, of, like the different angle or a different camera, yeah, which gives it a different clarity. And, yeah, <laughs> um, that's pretty. The one thing that I really liked in Genesis of the Daleks is when Tom Baker comes out. Um, I like the Dalek chamber or whatever, yeah. and he's like being strangled by a Dalek, but he's very clearly like holding it to his own neck, <laughs> and then like they come over to try and like help rip it off, and he's like. He has to make it seem like he's trying to pull it off, but at the same time still holding it mm-hmm. to his neck to make it seem... It's it's just weird. But it's a very interesting story. It is. Of how the Daleks came to be. Yes. Davros looked cool, though. He did. He looked pretty good for the time. Um, then, yeah, then we watched The Fifth the fifth Doctor. With the, the special. Yeah, it was the, the Five Doctors. And that's the girl that had the bubble wrap dress. They're- oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. He, she was the second doctor's companion. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, yeah. They, they were they were all in it except for Tom Baker because he decided well, he, he didn't was want to still do it. In but they it. they but he wasn't like a main yeah part of it, which was I, weird. I do want to watch more of the Fifth Doctor. I liked him. He seemed pretty good. He's a celery one, right? Yeah. Um. And then we we tried to go back the other night and we started to watch the first one, but we picked, we we waited too long in the evening to start watching it. Yeah, seven o'clock, just too late. Yeah, well, too late for you. Yeah. I said I've been watching many more things that night, but anyway, so we watched all that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got some I got some other notes here, though about Doctor Who related stuff. I really like the fifth Doctor, the five Doctor special though. That was kind of cool because you got to see all of them, mm-hmm. and everybody came back. Oh, I have a note here about Blink. Oh! Blink is... Now, I understand your um, your initial comment after Blink, because everyone loves Blink, and they say it's like one of the best Doctor Who episodes mm-hmm. ever, but part of the reason that you watched it was because you were like, oh, the Weeping Angels, and that became that's become like your favorite villain now. Mm-hmm. So, Weeping Angels is your favorite one. But you'd watched like all the ones later, <laughs> and then you watched the first one of them, and you were kind of like, "It's a good introduction, mm-hmm. but like later episodes are way scarier." Oh yeah, and I I agree, but it's still pretty good. Mm-hmm. What'd you think about the Utopian sound of drums with the master? Oh, it was good. It was good. I think the master is good. Mm-hmm. I like the master. He comes back too. Mm-hmm. We'll have to we'll have to watch his his return. Mm-hmm. People always wonder if he's going to come back again. Mm. There, there was a maybe he's in the promised land. Oh, could be. There was a theory for a long time that Rory was the master. 
I don't I don't know what the support Audience, was. Audience, if you can it. see my looks right now. <laughs> but anyway. Um Okay, real quick, let's wrap up our little Doctor Who segment here. Okay. Um New Doctor. Mm-hmm. Twelfth Doctor. Mm-hmm. Peter Capaldi. Thoughts. Capaldi. Which Capaldi. one is it? Capaldi. I think it's Capaldi. First episode. Wasn't a fan. You were so mad. I was I was so mad first episode. I, I did. I left angry. I did. A good thing we weren't in public. I think, Why? <laughs> well, <laughs> what? I, I'm, I might have made a scene. No, I think I had... Uh, I was so pumped for it. And I was so excited. And then the new intro came on. And I was like, what? And then it was just like him. I didn't like how Clara... Is it Clara or Clara? Because I can do it with the accent, Clara. but it is Clara. How they just were like snipping at each other and not like companions. And and he was he was goony throwing himself around and 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 the, and the dinosaur burned and that bothered me. I I don't know, I just didn't I didn't care for it. And then the next episode came and I'm like, Okay. And then last night's fantastic. I I buy him now. I like him. Mm-hmm. I like that they are friends again. And going on merry adventures. Well, you were a little upset because you thought he was going to be a little bit more of a serious Yeah, doctor. and he was just being goony. He was being a bit goony. He's a little more serious now, but mm-hmm. he's still kind of goony. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but... And I understand that the whole first episode has to be like the transition episode of mixing the previous Doctor Quirks with the new Quirks. Mm-hmm. But I, oh, I just did... Ooh. <laughs> Well, it's your first, it's your first uh-huh. regeneration. Yeah. So. But hopefully not my last. Oh, one time, going back to the Five Doctors special. Mm-hmm. Really interesting thing was we watched it, and then we came back and we were getting ready to watch the new Doctor. We watched the mm-hmm. regeneration episode, the time of the Doctor. Because mm-hmm. I DVR'd it. <laughs> And then he makes reference to something that happens in the five doctors in that episode. Mm-hmm. Never noticed it before because he just like he'll reference. It's so things fast. That, we had to like rewind. Well, I caught it. Right. And then you were like, "Wait, play it again. Play it again." Right. <laughs> um. But um, because he'll reference stuff that sometimes hasn't always like. They don't specifically say what happened, so I think the first time we, I just assumed it was that. And I was like, oh my god. I don't know why I said it like that, but mm-hmm. I was like, oh my god. Wow, wow, wow. He's referencing something that we saw. So, so that's cool. I liked all that. Yes. Um, let's talk about British TV for a second here. Oh, please, yes. Um, we okay. We didn't watch a ton of British TV. We watched but... it during while well, we got ready in the morning. Yep. And then we came back because our hotel was on a fantastic street, right in the heart of Edinburgh. So we were able to go do stuff in the morning, and then when we tired out a little bit, come back to the hotel, take a little a little rest, take a little and siesta. Then, yes, and then head back out 
and live the night up at the pubs. Yeah. So, I mean, it was it was wonderful. So while we were back for our mid-afternoon siesta, we watched some more British TV. Yeah, or at night. Yep. Um, so, let's see. Um, oh, first time, I'm going to talk about the pubs, though. I'm so glad that I finally understand the joke. Like, I get it more that's in the world world's end, where they're just like, ah, like a, like a classic, like, pub. And they go in, and it looks exactly the same as, like, the other one. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, uh, like, it's not... Because they make a joke about it not being, like, a commercialized pub or whatever, and then they walk in, it's exactly the same as the first one. Mm-hmm. I get that now. Not that, they, not that they were all the same, but there were a lot of them that were, like, owned by the same... Companies, because yes. we would look at the menus and they- and the menus were exactly the same, mm-hmm. and you were like, "Oh, I get it now." Um, so that was I like that that I we experienced that, and I was like, "Oh, I I understand a little bit more now. It's funnier to me." Um, so do you want to? I don't want to talk about this one yet. I know, I know which one. I'm not even looking. Okay. Um, so we watched a little bit of Big Brother. Oh, their Big Brother's insane. So weird. They just curse at each other constantly because there's some like weird twist where somebody has to go into like the diary room and say who said they wouldn't share the money. And if they get it right, then I don't even know, but she got it wrong. And then they weren't mad at her. They were mad at the other people who said that they weren't. And it was just, just it's really weird because they like our big brother. Mm hmm. Us big brother. The twist is always like, there, like, there'll be two heads of household. Mm-hmm. Or, um. It's a double eviction. Yeah, like, they're just like really basic kind of, like, twists. Um. Hang on, let me look at it real quick. Big brother UK. Because when I was reading through it, like, they had some, like, really weird. Main series, the spin-offs, Format House, Broadcast. Oh my god, that t- they had a spin-off of um, Teen Big Brother. What? Yeah. Um, like, let's see, like, Big Brother 13. Like, there was a difference between the, there's wild card housemates. Eight potential wild cards were moved to a nearby cafe in London to take part in several memorable Big Brother challenges. More significantly, the electric shock test from Big Brother 9. Um, see, when all challenges were completed, Jamie had to choose three wild cards to become potential housemates. All three face a vote held via Channel 5 website. So, like, there's just, like, weird things. There's something called the White Room in this one. Situated in the corner of the garden, a mysterious white corridor appeared on day 57, in which three housemates were to compete in order to win a free pass to the final. Wait, yeah, there's a bunch of, like, weird twists in certain ones. And there's an- I can't remember. There was another one there where it was, like, they had, like, a weird power. I don't remember what it was. Even, but it was like, they could like eavesdrop, they could go into a special room in like the HOH room, 
and long hair. Mm-hmm. Uh, they go into a special room and like e- eavesdrop on conversations and stuff. And then there's there's something else that was strange in there too. But our yeah, the, all ours are always like semi like uh whatever. Or it's always like a Team America thing. They're like America, you're involved. Mm-hmm. This one UK is never involved. <laughs> Um, and you can't go into theirs with a strategy, where you can go into ours with a strategy. <laughs> yeah, everything just seemed really weird, and I couldn't really understand who was, like, how the twists were working and stuff. Like, I feel like our big brother, if you just jump in, you can kind of figure uh-huh. it out. But this one, you're just like, it's a lot, it's a lot crazier. Mm-hmm. Big Brother UK was first, right? Yeah. Okay. Oh, I don't know. I think it was. I mean, we're on Big Brother 16. They're only on 13. Well, I think they took a few years off, and then oh. they got picked back up by a channel. And then they also did spinoffs in between there, too. Mm. Uh, we did find Salvage Hunters, which was literally UK American Pickers. Uh-huh. Um, or though, maybe that came first. I never looked it up. Salvage Hunters. I was like, I was watching it, and I was like, I think this is... I think this is just UK American Pickers. Because two guys in uh-huh. a van going around buying stuff... And, and then, then report back to the store. And then there's a woman at the store that yells at them for what they're doing. Mm-hmm. But, like, the van is exactly the same. Mm-hmm. The whole format's exactly the same. Um, it says Salvage Hunters um, 2011. So what was... I think we were first then. I think American Pickers was... Yeah. American Pickers Gay is the second thing that comes up. 2010. Yeah. So I guess we were first. But yeah, it was exactly, it was, from what I was watching, it was the exact same format, because I think even as they were unloading the truck, mm-hmm. they were telling how much they thought they could get for it and mm-hmm. stuff. So, took some pictures. If I create a Facebook page, I'll, I'll put those up too. But, oh, I, we also enjoyed 90s uh, Wheel of Fortune reruns. Because we found the, the Game Show Network channel over there. We did. We watched quite a bit of it. There was that, and there was the chase that we had over here. And I can remember that, like, the the guy that, the chaser, we borrowed him. Like, he was an R the, version The black well. guy or the other guy? The other guy. The other guy. Yeah. The black guy was scary. He was. He, he was he, his face never moved. No. And then he, like, came back with these little quips. Yeah, he would get, so the, cha- the chase is basically, there's, like, four people competing together against the chaser, and they go, all go up to a board, and I think if they get... They have 60 seconds to answer as many questions right as possible, and then that's how many thousands they're playing for. But then he offers to either reduce it by making them take one step away from him or increase it. Yeah, and so they have to, like, chase down – he mm-hmm. chases him down the board. So if they get the right answer, then they move down. And if he gets it, he moves down towards them. Yeah. Um, and if they get it wrong, then if that one one of them gets it wrong, then that they stay at the same spot. But the other person can still move. Right. But what was always funny was if some, if the contestant got the question right and the chaser didn't, that's when he would always like give a little like side note and be like, "I really do know what I'm talking about. I just messed up or something." Mm-hmm. Um. So he'd give like a little. But he very rarely got them wrong. Yeah. But he would throw in, like, a little extra something. Um, that was in- that was interesting. I would watch that mm-hmm. more. Um, but, yeah, a lot of 90s Wheel of Fortune reruns. 
Um, well, there was the one, not like the Plinko. It was like the oh, the, where the drops that carnival game. Yeah. Oh, what was it called? But it's like what you see at like a fire fire hall carnival where you drop the quarter on the, the shelf. It's and- also on. It's also like a boardwalk thing. Oh, like really? A, yeah, and like a boardwalk arcade. Yeah. Um, because some people might not know what a fire hall is. They're just like, "What do you mean, like a fire hall?" <laughs> um, some people might not know what a boardwalk is. It's true. Um, <laughs> that's why I'm just trying to put both down there. But yeah, like it's it's the one where you drop a quarter and then it rolls down and then it drops down a thing and you're trying to push quarters off. The ledge. The yeah. ledge is the as a second ledge moves back and forth. So like if you get a if you get questions right, then that's how many drops you get, and mm-hmm. then you can drop them strategically to try and win money and stuff. Um, that was interesting. Um, but my favorite game mm-hmm. that the game we they saw, should bring back. Where I was so confused by it. Because we never saw anybody win. I think it's impossible to win. Well, yeah, that's true. I mean, we probably, you always just get a paper. We probably only watched it five times. But I think there were only like ten episodes ever made. No, that's not true. Two seasons. It was called The Crystal Maze. Nineteen ninety one. The Crystal Maze, and we were trying to very hard to figure out like if there was a backstory for it, because there's an eccentric bald man in a large coat, and a team of people in jumpers, <laughs> and they all were in his mansion. Yeah, and he'd be like, "Let's go to the next zone," and then like he would lead them through somewhere, and they'd be like in like the spaceship zone, or they'd be like on a submarine, the desert zone. <laughs> yeah, they would be in all these different zones. And they'd send somebody in a room to complete a, a game of some sort, either like a ta- like a skill game or endurance game type thing. And if they weren't out in time, then they got locked in and other team members could choose to use a gem, a crystal, to buy them out. Yeah, they had to get but all But they didn't these- have to buy them out right then. They could continue on through the house and then be like, oh, we want to go buy Jamie out. And then they would send two of them running back through the house to go get them. Oh my god, full episodes I think might be on YouTube. Um, it was on for five years. Really? 90 to 95. Wow. Um, 83 episodes. No way. Yes. Um, but they were like impossible games, even to the point where the host would like give hints. So the format, the objective of the game was to amass as many time crystals. Golf ball size to Rorofsky glass crystals as possible by playing the games in each zone. Winning a game secured a crystal worth five seconds of time for the team in the Crystal Dome. When the team reached the Crystal Dome, they had to collect as many gold tokens as possible in order to win the prize. Silver tokens took away, though. Yes. Uh, The maze. The set was divided into four zones set in different periods of time and space. For the first three series, the zones were Aztec, Futuristic, Medieval, and Industrial. From series four onwards, Industrial was replaced by Ocean, set on a sunken ship, the SS Atlantis. We saw the Ocean ones. Yeah. Uh, the maze itself was not literally a maze, but rather four interconnected zones. Um, at its center was the Crystal Dome, a giant geometric acrylic glass crystal where the team plays their final challenge. 
Um, let's see. There were a variety of entry methods to gain access to the contestant starting zones, including rowing canoes in Aztec, opening a heavy port- portcullis. Mm-hmm. Is that portcullis? I don't know if that's how you say it, but I know I can spell it without looking at it. Okay. I know which word you mean. <laughs> um, in medieval, answering the computer's questions in futuristic. How about a game? Well, because he, he always said that. That was the coast. Um, climbing gap to the door in industrial. Um, the game. Skill. Test of dexterity and accuracy. Dexterity and accuracy. Physical games. Test of speed and strength. Mental. Test of brain power and mystery. Which did not fall into the previous three categories. These included treasure hunts, sliding puzzles, and finding the location of a crystal in a room using clues. Then there were lock-ins, exceeding the time limit, automatic lock-ins. So if you, like, messed up on a certain number of times. Mm-hmm. Um, winning... Okay, here, winning the show. Uh, the team had to collect at least 100 gold tokens in the crystal dome to win, but each silver token accidentally posted would cancel out a gold token. Hence, the team had to collect 100 more gold tokens than silver ones. Um, each team reassembled in front of the dome after their time was up for the final scene of each show in which they were informed of their result by the host, which I think was usually, you know... Um, in the first series, a final balance of 50 to 99 gold tokens entitled team members to a runner-up prize, but this was dropped in later series. In the case of the Christmas specials featuring a team of children, they were awarded the prize regardless of their performance in the dome. Oh, that's nice. Aww. Um, they didn't origi- just get a paperweight like yeah. all the adults. <laughs> Originally, uh, prizes consisted of individual adventure, adventure days out, such as a flight in a tiger moth or a day spent pud- mud-plugging. Um... And contestants chose their own gold and silver grade prizes offset. Uh, just in advance of uh, filming the Crystal Dome part of the show, from Series 4 onwards, the contestant would choose a single prize, usually eventual holidays shared by the whole team. The prizes on the show have been described as shoddy, and Richard O'Brien frequently mocked them gently in his introduction to each show, referring to them variously as inconsequential, mediocre, ordinary, underwhelming, and so on. However, the prizes were comparable to other British TV game shows of the era. Um, all players that participated won a commemorative crystal saying, I cracked crystal maze 199x. This acted as a consolation prize. Um, only 17 of the show's 83 teams, 20%, were successful in winning the grand prize. So there you go. But yeah, it was really weird because he would like, see, my original theory of the show was that this eccentric bald millionaire had created this this maze in his house and invited these random strangers into his house in order to play these games to win money. Mm-hmm. And that made sense, I thought. That's what it was. No, apparently it was just like, this was the setup of the game. Like, there was no backstory to it, really. Like, I created all this backstory. Apparently they just set up, like, it was just a game maze that they set up, and he was just, like, the guy to help them. No, I swear they said that there was an eccentric millionaire. That wasn't just you saying that. No, I'm pretty sure. I thought it was just me. Because he would always talk about Mummy, who was also in the house. I never saw anything in here about eccentric millionaire. I swear they said it on the show, though. Oh, was it? Maybe. Maybe maybe they would say under hosts. Um, 
The center of attention on the maze was never far away from the show's host for very long. It was the host to guide the team between the zones and game room. In each zone, the host also quite often provided specific genuine assistance to the team during a game order. Oh, yeah, that was that was the other weird thing. Because people would get stuck and have no idea what to do. So mm-hmm. he would help them. Mm-hmm. Which I kind of liked. Because like, they were just like, well, otherwise it would seem boring. Um, typically the view would switch from the game room to the host for short periods and then back to the game room with the host comments continuing as a voiceover. Uh, the, this allowed the host to wander a short distance away from the team and deliver a monologue into a spare camera, which contestants would probably not hear. Yeah, because he would turn around and, like, say weird things. Mm-hmm. Okay, maybe it was on the show. We'll have to watch some episodes and see. Oh, Mumsy. Here's Mumsy. Mm-hmm. During O'Brien's period as host of the day, the most prominent recurring character besides the host was Mumsy, who was always referred, who referred to herself as Madame Sandra in her early appearances. A genial fortune teller played by Sandra Karen. Uh, she appeared only in the medieval zone, said to be Richard's home. I don't know. It's a weird show, though. We I watched it as many times. When it was on, we stopped what we were doing and we watched it. Yeah. Because it was, it was always so weird, because they would get, they would, by the end of the game, because, like, they would lose a game, and the host would go, game? Game? Another game? And they'd be like, yeah, listen, do, let's do another game. And then they would all run to the next thing, mm-hmm. do the game, fail. By the end, they would have, like... locked in. Yeah, they would have, like, five crystals in every episode that we saw, and then they would have three people locked up, and they would be like, let's not go unlock them. And then mm-hmm. they would unlock And they would laugh and giggle about it. We're going to waste five seconds. Because they all knew they were gonna, not going to win anyway. Yeah. Because they were just like, ah, oh, it's impossible. So, they, uh, they all, they pretty much all lost. And then he was really mean to him at the end, too. Mm-hmm. He was like, you suck. Here's your crystal. Yeah. Here's this little thing to remind you of how poorly you did. Mm-hmm. Such a weird, but I wanted, I want them to do it again. Yes. I want it. I want an American version of the Crystal Maze, and I would like to host it. I'll be Mumsy. Okay. Oh, 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 oh. I don't know what that is. That was my Mumsy. I don't remember seeing Mumsy. I didn't either, but he, he said her name. Because I think I thought it was the mom, but I guess Mumsy. Maybe you're, yeah, maybe it was on Mumsy, the fortune teller. So weird. So, so weird. Um, I'm trying to think. Anything else on... Uh, Anything else on British TV? I don't think think the th- I don't think so. But I do think we should end with a plug for something in the UK that's fantastic. I'm sorry, Channel <laughs> I have a tradition whenever I go over there, which has been twice now. I have to get McDonald's, because McDonald's in the UK is delicious. It is really good. Keith was not so sure about this. He thought I was a crazy lady for suggesting before we left on our honeymoon that we get McDonald's. And now, I think you're still a crazy lady, but you are right. Yes, we, we enjoyed some Big Macs while we watched our British TV, and they were glorious. So what are we plugging here? McDonald's in the UK. McDonald's UK? Yep. All right. So McDonald's UK, feel free to sponsor us. You have good people working for you. We were a little disappointed that you were out of cheese curds because we really wanted to try them. 
but we forgive you because the Big Mac was assembled with precision and equal layers of goodness. Yes. So thank you. Yes. Yes. Most excellent. Um. All right. Is that you? Do you want to just wrap that up? Now we must go because I have a show to. Oh, go that's right. You have, you have rehearsal to go to. Because we need to. Oh, can I can I plug while we're plugging one other thing yes. here? You you were kind of skeptical. I think we talked about it before that I wanted to go and eat all three flavors of Cornetto ice cream and do my own Cornetto trilogy because of of Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz and World's End. I wasn't, I wasn't skeptical. Well, you weren't skeptical. You were just like, that's stupid. I did not think it was stupid. I thought it was cute. Oh, really? Because it's something that I would want to do. So I was proud of you for... Proud of you for wanting to do that. Oh. Oh, maybe you just thought it was stupid that the, they, they connected that to the movies. That was a little weird. Okay. Well, anyway, we did it, and we're saying strawberry is our favorite. Oh, yes. Strawberry, mint. then mint, then the regular, and it goes in our in the order of our favorite of the movies. Yes. Shaun so. of the Dead, World's End, Hot Fuzz. So, yeah. So, if you ever find yourself over there. It may be a little difficult. Like... If you find which one was it? The mint one wasn't that the hardest one to find. I think the yeah. Like the if mint you one see the, the mint one, just do it. Yeah. Because we when we started, we did it in Wales, and the only flavor available was the vanilla. So we did it, and then when we got over to Scotland, we it's like wherever we stopped, we would find the vanilla, and then we saw the strawberry. Or no, no, we saw the strawberry and the mint. No, they had all three at that one. They had all three at one. And store. so we're like, oh, let's do the strawberry because we thought strawberry would be the hardest to find. Yeah. And then everywhere else we went, it was like, oh, look at all the strawberry. Yeah. Look at all the strawberry, and there was no mint, so we had to go back to the same place to get the mint. Yeah. Because we just we couldn't find the mint anywhere else. Yeah. So else. you gotta find a shop that first find a shop that sells ice cream. Mm-hmm. Would you be surprised how many there are? Yeah, they're a good number. But they they close early, so make yeah. sure you do it early. Yeah, yeah. But it's so worth it because mm-hmm. they're delicious. Yeah. I got a couple bites. I share. I shared a bit with you. I know. I have some really great slow-mo videos of Keith eating his Cornettos, though. Yeah, some of them are a little creepy. They're well documented. <laughs> There's a lot of documentation of me eating ice cream. Half of our pictures probably are Cornetto shots. So... All right, so uh, go over to the UK. Go to the Doctor Who Experience. Yes. So I think it's closed right now. Yes, until the end of September. And they're they're rebooting with the Twelfth Doctor. So we will be there. Who is who is Scottish? Which I really I really the more I listen to him, the more I really like that he's Scottish. I like the accent. Um. Also, I'm thinking that he's Scottish because he was thinking about. Amy, Amy Pond. Pond. So we so we gave himself a Scottish accent too, or at least that's how you can explain it, because mm-hmm. he hallucinated her like right before he mm-hmm. regenerated. Anyway, um, so go over to Doctor Who Experience. Um, when you're in Wales, try Lavra bread and mm-hmm. cockles, mm-hmm. Um, and then anywhere over there, get Cornetto ice cream and go to um, McDonald's and get a Big Mac. Yep, and visit every pub. Yes, and visit every pub. Just get one drink at each. That's all you need. Yeah. One. And then go to the next pub yep. and have one drink there. Uh, anything else? 
think that's it. All right. Um, we'll talk about actual movies um, next time. We got we got Amazing Spider-Man 2. Mm-hmm. Noah. Noah. Some other things we'll probably be watching soon. Don Hemingway. We never talk about bad words. That was a good one, too. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's it. Bye. You don't remember. Close that, do you? Roll the credits. There you go. Boom. 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 Movies. Movies. We just talked about movies. 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 Gotta go watch new movies. 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 If we don't, then we won't have a show to talk about movies. Roll the credits.